We have officially wrapped up the 40 days of prayer. That doesn't mean stop praying. Just throwing that out there. Uh, we want to keep praying. We want to keep praying just because that part's done. So this is the last sermon that's part of this. We are going to do one more week with reawakening next week before we hit Family Festival of Nations. And so next week we will look at reawakening one last time. Uh, last week, if you were here, we looked at reawakening to the mission of Christ. And we talked about the reality that uh, we are all invited, all y'all are invited to a feast. Who, who likes to eat, right? We're invited to a feast. Who's ready for that? Yes, all of us were invited. Uh, that we get to be a blessing because we get the opportunity to invite people to that feast. And so as we uh, look forward to the feast, the wedding, uh, the wedding supper of the Lamb, we, we get to eat there, but we get to invite people to be there. And then the third part we looked at is that not only do we invite them, and it's not just a, not just a hey, why don't you come be part of this meal? It's, it's a compel. We get to, we are compelled to ask these people. And, and I, I kind of said, hey, maybe it's even a dragging. Maybe we go get them and we drag it. We are compelled to tell people about Jesus. And so that was last week we get that opportunity to be part of the mission of Christ. Today, though, we are looking at uh, Mark chapter 13, and we're looking at reawakening to the return of Christ, the return of Christ. And again, I I've shared this each week, reawakening. Uh, oh, that means oh, an awaking back up. That means we were awake at one point, and we may have drifted asleep, and we're reawakening to that. And another idea with that is with our glasses, sometimes our prescription starts to change, and we don't realize it till we go to the doctor, and we get a new prescription, and we put on the new glasses, and we're like, oh, I didn't realize my prescription had changed. And so sometimes as we walk through this life, our 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 focused, our, our, the, what we're focused on, our vision gets a little bit off and we just need something to get us back on track or we need that new prescription so that we can see better. And, and, and that's what I'm asking that the Holy Spirit does for us. And so when we're talking about the return of Christ, there may be some areas that we've gotten focused in on that aren't bad, but it's just not the full picture or it's not the clear picture. And so the hope today is that we get the full picture and clear picture. So I would ask you to stand uh, and we're going to read Mark 13. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we'll read three different sections of Mark chapter chapter 13, starting in verse 5. Jesus said to them, watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name claiming I am he and he will, dece and will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are all the beginnings of birth pains. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must be preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father, his child, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Drop down to verse 24. But in those days following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. 
And then verse 32. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the ones at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Lord, we thank you so much for this opportunity to gather as your children this morning, as your family, to be focused in on you together. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would fill this place, that your manifest presence would be obvious to us, that you would draw our hearts closer to you, you would help us to fix our eyes on Jesus. And Lord, as you speak through these times of worship, through song, through the scripture, through giving, through thankfulness, I pray that you will draw our hearts closer to you and mold us into your image. Lord, give us ears to hear, give us a heart to receive, and then more importantly, Help us to be bold and to go out into this world and share you, the love of Jesus, with the world that desperately needs you. Thank you for your presence here today. We bless you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Who likes having guests in their home? Like, I like doing that. Who's like, don't come to my house? Um, you can put your hand up. No one's looking. <laughs> no. Um, I, I enjoy having guests come over. Uh, I like having people into my home. Um, I don't even care if they come by unexpectedly. <laughs> Anyone like guests stopping by unexpectedly? Some people do. There were a lot less hands that went up just now, though. Forewarned, right? At least send me a text or give me a call that you're coming by. I was in the office this week and I had someone send me a text and they were like, hey, do you have some time? I'd like to stop by in a few minutes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, a few minutes. I'm in the office. Come on by. Um, five seconds later. And <laughs> sure enough, there he was. I was just like, I thought you said a few minutes. It's only been five seconds. Wait out here. I'll wait for a few minutes to go by. No, I let him in. I let him in. But it was just that fast. You know, it was that fast. And uh, sometimes we're not ready for that and what's going on. When, when you know you have guests coming over, what do you do? You get ready. You clean. What do you do? I mean, specifically, what do you do? Clean up. What do you clean up? What? Did someone say make the bed? Are they going into the bedroom? What? Someone I mean, you know, you sweep, right? Clean the bathroom. Anyone? You clean the bathroom? What? The clean the kitchen? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's things that we do. We got to get them done. You, you, you got to make the bed because that might be where the coats have to go, right? You know, you got to put it in there. But we do things a lot of times we get ready. And I loved the story that Terry told in the video about, you know, his laziness because he didn't want to be there and the owner of the franchise comes by. How quick is that? How unexpected is that? Some people say, I, I'm not sitting here telling you that if you're going to have guests over, clean up, you know, or that you have to have your house clean all the time for if they come by. Some people just live that way. 
<laughs> some people laugh just then. Uh, some people live that way. It's always, and other people will say, no, just be you, be you. But I think we always got to be ready. I, I'm not telling you you got to have your house clean this morning. Well, I might be telling you you got to have your house clean this morning because Jesus is going to come by at any time. Jesus is going to come by at any time. Three things that we see here, and I know I'm going to tell you this, this, this whole chapter of 13 is amazing, and there is a ton there. And I would encourage you to go back in any of the scriptures that have been mentioned this morning. The ones that Beck read, uh, chapter 13 of Mark, I'm going to mention Matthew 25, and uh, we've already talked about Revelation 22, Terry mentioned that. Go read these, there's so much there, there's so much there. Um, but don't get caught up in, in the wrong thing. Don't get caught up in the wrong thing. Uh, first thing, verses 6 through 13, signs of the ends of the times. That's what, that's what we're looking at here, signs of the ends of the times. The first one, verse 6, talks about be careful for false Christs. Be careful for false Christ. And if you flip over to Matthew chapter 7, there's a section there that says how to watch for that and what we need to watch for. But there are going to come a day where people are going to claim that I am Jesus and we've got to be careful and be mindful and watching. And I tell you, the best way is just know Jesus. Know the real Jesus. But that's going to happen. It's going to happen. The second thing that we see here, verse 7, is wars and rumors of wars. Do we have wars and rumors of wars going on right now? Did people worry about this back in the 20s also, in the teens? How about the 40s? Anyone, does any, back in the 40s. How about back in the 60s? Wars and rumors of wars, 70s, 80s. We kind of made it through the 80s. Didn't happen too much then. There's a little, 90 though. I remember, I remember I believe when being a sophomore in college, freshman in college, when the whole Iraq thing started. And it's continued. Even right now, Russia, Ukraine, Right? Our president's saying, uh, we might have to do something here. Even right now, wars and rumors of wars. All the time. They've been going on. Natural disasters, verse 8. Earthquakes. Have we had any earthquakes lately? Yeah. Are there people that are sitting out there hungry right now? Poverty? Yeah. It's all around us. The signs are all around us. They've been all around us. They're all around us. We've got to be careful. We've got to be paying attention. Persecution. That didn't get as much of a yes. Around the world, Christians are persecuted more than we are here in the States. There are people right now that are worshiping Jesus and their fear right now is possible death for worshiping Jesus. Right now. Here in the States, our fear is that there might be a day where that happens. Right? There are people that are afraid right now they could lose their life for Jesus in this world. We're scared that we might not be able to do this one day. We don't totally understand what this is saying about persecution. We don't understand. We, we pray for our kids or our grandkids and hope that they don't ever have persecution. Right? A couple weeks ago, I talked about the kingdom of God and I talked about that we are citizens in the kingdom of God first and that we can't, that, that that's 
primary. That's first. That's above everything else. We live in a country. I love this country. I'm thankful for this country. We get to gather like this here in this country and we get to worship and we don't have to worry about that except that this says that the signs of the ends of the times will be persecution and we keep praying that away. We keep praying that there won't be, per Lord, help there not to be persecution on me and my kids or my grandkids. This says that persecution is one of the signs of the end of the times. If we want Jesus to come back, shouldn't we be saying, Lord, what scripture? The disciples celebrated for being arrested and put in jail for Jesus. They considered it all joy. We pray, Lord, thank you for this free country. Thank you that I can worship you. Thank you that I'm not persecuted. Lord, please help it that my kids won't be persecuted. Lord, please help it that my grandkids won't be persecuted. This says the signs of the ends of the times is we'll be persecuted. Who wants Jesus to come back? I want Jesus to come back. If Jesus coming back sooner means I'm getting persecuted for my faith sooner, then Lord, bring it. Because that's what this says is signs of the ends of the time. And I think we just want to be comfortable and free. We're kingdom citizens first. It goes on to talk about the destruction of the family unit and people. And really this is because one will believe and one won't. And they're going to be against each other. And it all still comes back to persecution. Because the believers are living for the kingdom first. Now these are important things to watch for. And I think that we've got to watch for these things. And be aware of what's going on. And pay attention to these things. But I also think we've got to be careful. That we don't get so caught up in watching for those things. Because sometimes we do. Sometimes just watching for those things overwhelms us. There's another war. It's going to happen. There's another earthquake. It's going to happen. And we get caught up in those things. And we really get worried about it. And, and, I, and I don't, we shouldn't be getting worried about it because we know what's coming, right? We know what's coming. It should excite us. Uh, speaking of which, com which is uh, those things that are coming, tomorrow there's a special thing coming on the calendar, guys. In case you don't know, here's your hint. Okay. Um, check the calendar. If you don't know what it is, you're already in trouble. Check the calendar, okay? Check the calendar. Do something about it. Tomorrow, it would be good. It would be a good thing for you, gentlemen, to take your significant other, your wife, your spouse, your girlfriend, whatever, to dinner. Wouldn't that be a good thing, ladies? Or to cook dinner for them and do the dishes, right? Would that be a good thing? That would be a good thing. If they did that, if that took place, there would be happiness, wouldn't there? It would be a good thing. But it's not always good to stop at the good thing, but to make it great. Would not it be even better? Dinner and flowers. Dinner and chocolate. I don't know what, you know what would be better than just dinner. When we look at this, I think it's good for us to pay attention to these things. But there's three other things in this first part that I think make it even better. That makes it even better to focus on. And that's it. Verse 10. The gospel must go to all the nations. 
All of these first things that we've talked about are things that are happening from the outside. The gospel going to all the nations, who gets to do that? The church. Who controls that aspect of it? We do. We don't control the false Christ, the wars, rumors of wars, the natural disasters. We can control gospel going to all the nations. Are we focused in on that or more worried about wars and rumors of wars? The second part is we don't have to worry. When persecution comes, we don't have to worry. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will speak for us. We don't have to worry. The Holy Spirit's going to speak for us. We don't have to worry about natural disasters, earthquakes, famine, because the Holy Spirit, persecution, the Holy Spirit's going to speak for us. That's even better. That's the flowers and the chocolate. That's even better than the meal. The other part is that if we endure, the very last part of verse 13, the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Endure. We get to endure. We get to endure. We will be saved. I think it's great to watch for persecution, natural disasters, false Christ, but even more so, don't get so hung up on that that we're missing the parts that we get to be part of. Taking the gospel to all the nations and then the end will come. Do we want to see Jesus come back? Take the, nation, take the gospel to all the nations. Suffer persecution but answer because we have the Holy Spirit. Endure because then we, we know our salvation. Those are the parts that we get to focus on. Those are the parts that make these things, the knowledge of Christ coming back even better. Even better. Second thing. In that second, verses 24 through 26, here's the reality. Jesus will return. I'm going to try it again. Jesus will return. Amen. Amen. We should be excited. It could happen now. It could before we even finish today, right? Before we even, what do we know? As Pastor Chris said, we don't know much. We don't know we don't know much. Now, we've got stuff written, and I've spent a whole bunch of time in college listening to guys talk and debate on what the right answers is, are for all of this stuff. I, I don't get into all of that stuff. I don't get it. I, I can give you answers. I can give you my opinions and thoughts on the subject matters. But I don't get into all of that. Instead, I would rather make sure that I am being ready, that my house is ready, and I would rather help other houses be ready too. That's my focus. It'll end up how it ends up. God is God. He's going to do what he wants, right? When he wants, how he wants. When he wants. That's right. And, and I still think he's probably up there going, okay, what are they saying right now? Okay, yeah, let's do it different. <laughs> I just... He's got a sense of humor. I mean, look at this, right? He's got a sense of humor. I don't know what it's going to be. There are some things that we know. His return is imminent. His return is imminent. That means it, it, it could happen right now. Revelation 22, uh, 12 and verse 20. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give to each person according to what they have done. Who, he who testifies these things says, yes, I am coming soon. L come, Lord Jesus. He's coming soon and coming any time. Are we ready? Are we ready? 
Is our relationship right? Are we doing the things that we're supposed to do? Is the lobby been cleaned up? Are we doing what God says to do? His return, what we know, it will be the person of Jesus. When he says that his return is personal, he's talking about that it is the person of Jesus that will return. Jesus himself will return. Not a representative of Jesus, not an angel, actual Jesus. Actual Jesus. Acts 1.11. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. The same Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 4, the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. The Lord himself, the actual Jesus is going to come back. It'll be visible. Revelation 1-7, look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all the peoples on the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. Every eye will see him. It'll be visible. This is our hope. This is what we look forward to. This is what we know. The rest of the stuff, we can have long conversations about. And I guarantee you God's going to say, yeah, you guys are, all y'all are wrong. We, don't, we can talk and talk, but what do we know? To be ready, to be ready, to watch. So what do we do? The last part, verses 33 through 37. Uh, the, the word that's used in there is Gregorio. It appears six times in Mark chapter 13 and 14. It says to stay awake. Reawaken. Stay awake. To be alert by keeping awake. There's a number of things I think of. Always be ready to give a response. That's what we're told, right? Anyone been in Iwana and heard that one before? Always be ready to give a response. When I worked, I graduated college, I graduated TFC, and I went and spent a year traveling. And I did uh, Camfell Productions. We got to go into schools and do this 40-minute show that we got to put on. Basically said, don't do drugs, don't fight, don't hang out with bad kids, be nice to each other. On a big 30-foot wide, 10-foot high screen. And it was, it was cool. But every once in a while, we got to do a, uh, an evangelical ending to that and present the gospel. And so I was down in middle Georgia, and we were at a detention center, and we were supposed to be there with the Youth for Christ guy. And we go in, we set up our show, no Youth for Christ guy, but we're in this detention center with about 40 kids, 40 teenagers that were there for a reason. And so we showed him the show and we're watching for this Youth for Christ guy. He never comes. It gets to the end of the show. The Youth for Christ guy is supposed to be there and he's supposed to share the gospel. He's not there. Someone's got to do it. I looked over at my partner and he shook his head no. And he pointed at me. So up I got and shared the gospel with these kids. Five or six raised their hand. Said, I want some of that. I got to talk with two of them afterwards. I don't know where they are today. I don't know where they are. But I had to be ready. I didn't know. I didn't know going in I was going to get to do that. But I got to do that. I pray that those were real. <laughs> and I've thought of those guys since then many times and have prayed that it was real. And one day I'll get to see them. We should always be ready. It makes me think that we need to be holy because God is holy. We've sung about holy today, haven't we? Are we holy? Are we holy? Are we living holy lives? God has made us holy through Jesus, but are we choosing holiness? The other thing I think that it talks about here is that we need to use our giftings. 
We don't just get our giftings from the Holy Spirit just to have them. We get them to use them. And I think that's part of what this is saying. That we should use our gifts. That's part of being alert. That's part of the roles that he gives the tasks to the servants to do. Are you using your giftings? That's part of being ready for the return of Christ. If you want, look at Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins. Who was ready and who wasn't? And who got to be, who got to go and who didn't? I want to go. We've always got to be ready. We've got to be ready. Again, there's a lot here. There's so much here. We could keep going. But I ask you this, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? What is the Holy Spirit? Uh, Maybe when we think of end time stuff, we get caught up in certain parts that we're watching or we get fearful of or we, maybe we spend too much time in one area and really what we need to do is spend more time making sure that I'm being who God is calling me to be and I'm helping others be who God has called them to be. To me, that's where our focus needs to be when it comes to end times. When I think about the fact that Jesus will come back, I'm thinking, what am I doing to help people know him and how am I walking? I'm going to invite you to stand. We're going to close with the song, the worship team. The music team's going to come and we're going to sing. And as we sing, I want you to be asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? How do I respond to you today? Maybe you come forward and say, Lord, I've been focused in the wrong place. Help me to get my eyes focused back on you. If you need prayer, our altars are open. If you need prayer, our prayer room back through these back doors, the elders are there. Pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you're coming back and we know it. We know it. We know it. That is our hope. Help us through your strength to be your disciples, to be your witnesses until that day. Thank you, Jesus.